still incubating or carrying something. Who believes that God is a God of breakthrough? Who believes that God can do all things? Who believes that in our weaknesses we are made strong because the Christ within us is something that you've been holding and I'm decreeing and declaring a breakthrough in that place. That your spiritual womb will be opened and that that which you're carrying will come to pass in Jesus' name. The Lord says that there is a hunger and a thirst after him. There's a hunger and a thirst. There's a people that is rising up. A hunger and a thirst. And I'm saying this to you this morning, that if that is you, you're in a good place. It is better to be hungry and thirsty for God. It is not good that we be lukewarm. Are you okay? Don't worry about him. He's just He's just changing batteries. Many of us are questioning God. We've been asking God for something, and God's replied to us and with something that we don't want. But who knows God is the God of corners? Who knows what's around the corner? We don't know the end. Well, we do know the end. You read the Bible. But if you don't know the end, I want you to know that God is the beginning and the end. And all the corners that you will go around, He sees what's around there. His ways are way higher. His thoughts are way higher. But He said to us that He's given us the mind of Christ which means you have the mind of Christ, which means that you can have the thoughts of Christ, which you can think like Christ. Hallelujah. So I'm decreeing that over your life, that that in which you are holding, God is going to bring forth, that you will birth. So to all the mothers that are happy this morning, happy Mother's Day. For all the mothers that don't feel that Mother's Day is a happy Mother's Day, we also honour and salute you. That as you journey through the journey of grief, God says that he will be with you. For, for mums here, for women here that don't have a mother at all, you have a mother. Look around. You have some really amazing mothers in the house. I thank you for coming this morning and celebrating. Celebrating Christ and the Christ in us. I thank you that we've made a commitment this morning to worship Him in spirit and in truth because God is looking for a house that will worship Him in spirit and in truth. More than anything, the person Holy Spirit needs to be present in the house of God. He needs to be the ruler and reigner of this place. Amen. So Father, we thank you for the word. We thank you that every word that comes to my mouth be like a pen ready to ride on the hearts of your people. Remember our mums this morning especially. Remember our children that are in heavenly places, running through, Lord, making you crazy. <laughs> we thank you for our babies. And we thank you for our mums and we thank you for our dads. And we just thank you for life in general. May you be glorified and honoured and all God's people say, Amen. You may be seated. <coughs> I'm going to apologize beforehand. If I start coughing, just ignore me. 
It's good to see you here this morning. Have you said hello to someone? Okay. I'm, that didn't give you permission to say hello to someone. I just asked you, did you say hello to someone? If you didn't say hello to someone, I give you permission to say hello to someone. You know you could be in a building, you could be in a church. Okay, Angie, cut it out. You can be in a, in a, in a room, but you can be so alone. You can actually be present here this morning and you feel really uncomfortable and you feel really alone. I want you to know you're safe, you're okay, you're not alone, we're with you. So make sure that those who feel, uh, you can sense that are feeling alone, just say hello to them. Don't be a snob. Hard out. So I know all the mums this morning. Today I'll be finishing off our step series. Can anyone recall what steps means? What is it? Surrender. What's the next one? What's the next one? What's the next one? And what's this last S? You just won't know because you just don't know. I'm going to tell you. It's called da 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 da. Shift. Someone say shift. Tell your neighbour shift, neighbour. All the women in the house tell the men shift. You'll understand why, men. Very, 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 very soon. No, 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 shut up, shift. Not shut up, shift. The message this morning is for the women in the house, and all the women say amen. amen. But it's also for the men in the house, and all the men say amen. amen. And it's for the men in the house, because you have women connected to you, whether you know it or not. Say amen. amen. Just go with me. You have a mum. You have a sister. You may have an auntie. You may have a cousin. You may have a grandmother. But whatever you have in your life, this message is also for you. And I want you to buckle up men and pay close attention. This is Mother's Day, but I hope you enjoy the message too and challenged by it. And all the ladies, support me here. Say amen. amen. Can I say to you this morning that, woman, you are not an afterthought to God. You weren't second. Made in the same substance as his image. So we're all the same, equally the same, created and made by God. Are you okay? Okay. You're a very important part of the plan of God. And within you, God has built some extraordinary capacity. When you meet a woman, man, men, you better watch out. She is jam-packed full. She is jam-packed full. She has dreams. She has visions. She has a mouth. She has awesomeness. She has passion. She has love. She has it all. God built it within her so amazingly. So I want you to know, men of God this morning, or just men in general, if you have a woman in your life, she has got extraordinary capacity. She holds life. Okay, you're right. If you've been following me on Instagram or on TwitTwit or Facebook or wherever I go on, those platforms, you'll see all week I've been dropping little, little bombs down. Does anyone know what I dropped this morning? Did anyone read it? Someone tell me what I said. Go, Ray, son, do you know what I said? Yep. Oh. <laughs> I said in my little tweet this morning that if you've been married for a long period of time, you're still not happy, that's your fault, you created her. 
I'll give you a backdrop later, all right? Are you okay? So I want to begin by looking at the first woman. It's really, really important. I've said said this for years, as long as I've been in ministry, if we can understand Genesis 1 to 6, you will understand the whole Bible. If you can understand the concept of the Word of God, it's all in patterns and sequences. Everything's about patterns. Everything's about principles. So everything from Genesis 1 to 6 is patterns. It's patterns for the beginning. So if it's patterns for the beginning, don't you think it'll be a pattern right through? So we've got to understand the beginning in order to understand why you got the lady that you got. Yeah, say amen, ladies. Don't leave me out here by myself. The men are freaking me out. I can actually hear them saying bad things about me right now. So you better just outdrown them, ladies, and just say amen. All right? Amen. So we're going to read from Genesis verse 1, uh, Genesis 1, verse 26. Where are we going? Genesis 1, 26. Then God said, this is God, right? We love what God says, right? Let us, us, Father, Son, Holy Spirit, make man. Let us make a new creative being, a new species, this man. And let us create him in our image and our likeness. The word image and likeness is is a Hebrew word. And if you dig deep a little bit more about image and likeness, it's a spiritual characteristics of the thing in which it came from. So we're going to make man. Man is not gender, it's not a female, it's not a male, because there's no dual Greek, male or female, slay or free. Man is just a man. Man is a spirit man. Say amen. amen. Are you okay? So let us make man in our own image and likeness, nature and characteristics, according um, likeness, and let them. So this, this man, this, this spirit being, is going to be a them. It's not a one-timer. It's a them. Made from one. Are you okay? One, them, made from one. Say them, made from one. Let them have dominion over the fish and over the, over the seas and over the birds. So man were created to have dominion over every living substance that God created. Every living substance. So let this man... Have dominion over every living substance, every like fish and of the seas and the birds in the air and the cattle over the earth and every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit had a hui. And then they decided, oh, for you white people, God the Father, Son, Holy Spirit had a meeting. They had a, a vote. No, they didn't have a vote. There's no voting in the kingdom of God. But they had a hui and they made this pact. Boys... I'm, I'm, like, I'm playing with you here, but read the Bible. It goes, let us make man in our image and likeness. So they all agreed to make this man. A spirit just like themselves. A spirit just like themselves. And this man spirit will have dominion over every creative thing that I create for them. And they should reign and have dominion over them. Is, are you okay? So the very nature and characteristics of man was created from God himself. Not from anyone else. God himself. Are you all right? Okay. Genesis 2, 7 and 8. I'm going to just read a few verses and then I'll explain it at the end. And hopefully you got it. If you don't get it, then listen to it again. It says, And the Lord God formed man from the dust. Where did he form this man? Formed him from the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life. And man became a what? 
He formed man from the dust and he breathed a breath into his nostrils, uh, um, Zoe, the breath of God, into his nostrils and that man became a living being. He made one from the soil and he never went back to the soil again. Woman, say amen. Amen. You'll understand soon, woman, and you'll be going, okay, anyway. He never went back to the soil again. So everybody was in one body. Come here. You look like an awesome Adam. I don't think Adam had bad eyesight back then. Oh, you look perfect now. So God created this man, and then he created something for the man to be in. Ain't that got it? He created man in his own image and likeness and character, in his own nature. And then he had to create a, a vessel in which the man could be in. And then he breathed Zoe, or he breathed life into the nostrils of man, and everybody was in this one body. Have you been working out? (laughs) Can't pinch yourself. up. So everybody, he's single, ladies. Oh, the single ladies. Okay. But anyway, everybody was in this one person. And this one body which God created, everybody was in it because God never went back to the soil again. Are you okay, ladies? This message for you. Take a seat, please, Adam. Thank you. Verse 8 says this, And the Lord God planted a garden eastward in the Eden. So now God is creating a place in which man would thrive. Someone say thrive. Thrive. And there he would put man whom he had formed. God planted this garden and he put this man there. This place. You know they can never find this place. Does anyone know where Eden is? In Gisborne. You must be an East Coaster. I think it's Wainuamata, but that's okay. It's okay. It's okay. So Eden's not a place. The word Eden comes from the Hebrew word, which means um, presence, or it means pleasure. It means delight. So God created a place in which man would thrive. Do you know man will always thrive in God's place? Yes. Yes. You will always thrive in His presence and His delight. For you and I to to thrive, we need to be placed in his presence at all times. Are you okay? So the spirit man which God created needed a physical body. He needed this physical body in order for him to fulfill a physical assignment. Do you know it is not right for spirits to roam anywhere? Okay. It's not right. Okay, that's another message. So from the dust of the ground, God formed this body, this man, this body suit, and he placed the man, the spirit man, inside this body suit so that this man can fulfill assignment here on earth. He breathed into his nostrils and he became a living soul. He started having a heartbeat, twink, twink, eyes. He started having having feelings. Are you okay? Are you okay? Let me say it this way. You don't have a spirit, family. You don't have a spirit. You are a spirit. You live in a body, your physical being. Remember what Isaiah 9, 6 says? Isaiah says, unto us a what? Child is born. 
He says, unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given. We can't misinterpretate the difference between a son and a child. Unto us a what was, what was born? A child. A physical being was born. Unto us a, a, a son from heaven was given. You, the spiritual of the person. Are you okay? Does that make sense? Are you, just say yes or no. Okay. So we can't mix up the difference. The physical child, Jesus, was born. There were many Jesus in the Bible. Jesus isn't a one-off name. There was Jesus this and Jesus that. You say Jesus a lot. Oh, Jesus. There are a lot of Jesus in the Bible. So a child was born. Jesus, the man of Jesus. But it was the Son, the Christ, the Messiah that was given for you and I. The spiritual being. Can I add this, um, just as a side note, ladies? It is not right for you to go to the bush and find your man. All you're going to get is a mongrel. Um, can I say that word? Because that's what you get. You want to leave the presence of God and you think you can bring the man into the presence? You're kidding yourself. You're kidding yourself, ladies. You've got to find your man in the garden. Got a job and doing all the right things before you even think he can look after you. Just a side note. Let's keep reading. Genesis 1.18 says, And the Lord said, It is not good for man should be alone. I will make him a helper. Make him a what? A helper. I love this. So here is Adam. He's minding his own business. He's working. He's dominating. He's ruling in this place of his presence. He's using his brain. All the men say, Amen, I have a brain. He's using his brain, he's naming animals, he's doing his business. And God says, man, this guy needs a helper. Someone say, you need a helper. You know, this word helper is very similar to the word Holy Spirit. That is why, men, you need to be very careful about your helper. John 14, 26 says, but the helper, the Holy Spirit, whom the Father will send in my name, he will teach you what? All things. He'll bring your, rem- all, your remembrance, all things that I say to, or said to you. In other words, woman will teach you all things, men. She'll teach you how to drive. She'll teach you which way to go. She'll teach you how to clean the house. She'll teach you how to change your kids' nappies. She is a good teacher because she's your helper. She is called Holy Spirit. Similar. Are you all right? And guess what, men of God? Are you with me, ladies? Are you with me? Just say amen. Just say amen. amen. And guess what she does? She reminds you of all things. I'm just like, I'm telling you. She's going she's gonna to remind you of all things. Can I tell you why she, she's going to tell you? If you want to hear something again, just go tell a woman. And she will remind you what you said. You, I'm serious. She will prophesy back to you what you already told her. You've got to stop getting mad to, with the lady in your life. She's only giving you back what you told her. She will remind you of all things that you told her. Can I give you an example after church today? Lair's going to go home. And Lair's going to say to us, Honey Bunny, darling, 
I feel so inspired by Pastor's message this morning. He goes, Darling, I'm so sorry for not pulling my weight. I'm prophesying now. I'm so sorry for not helping around the house and helping with the family. But today, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. I'm going to help from this moment on. And the wife was so happy. She's texting me on Facebook saying, Pastor, my husband's finally got it. (laughs) Week one is awesome. He's up early getting the kids breakfast, loving on his wife, singing hallelujah. Angels rejoicing in heaven. Week one is awesome. She's texting me and saying, Pastor, he's singing praise songs and he's he's loving on my kids. He changed my muckle's nappy. But you gotta want on. Week two comes. Week two, maybe a couple of days he missed out, but that's okay. Melbourne's still happy that he's helping around and he's pulling his weight. But remember what he said, darling, I'm a new creation in Christ Jesus. Now comes week three and he's not even getting out of bed. (laughs) And it's like all hell's broken loose in that house because the woman is now gonna go to the man. Man, this is what you said. You said you're a new creation in Christ Jesus. You said you're gonna help around the house and do the kids nappies. Are you with me, ladies? You know what I mean, eh? Amen. You know, you know what I mean. You know what I mean. We got you, man. She's reminding him of what he said because she's his helper. You call it nagging, we call it prophecy. with me men. I'm going to be nice to you soon. This is Mother's Day message for the men in the house. Woo! So Genesis 2, we're going to keep reading, 21 to 22, and the Lord caused a deep sleep to fall on who? I thank God. Because if he was up, he would tell God how to do it. So he makes this man fall asleep. Thank you, Jesus. And he took one of his ribs. Ribs is a bad interpretation of the word of God. It's just he took a piece. He took a piece out of the front side of Adam. And he closed up the flesh in its place. Then the rib, then the rib, or this piece which the Lord God had taken from the man, he made. That's a bad interpretation. If you look deep in the Hebrew, it means he built. Oh, woman. He sculptured you. (laughs) He had to spend a bit more time on you, right? He built into, he made, he built into a woman and he brought this woman to the man. I love this. We were built by the very hands of God, okay? And this is free. This is something I want to add to this. God did not choose your woman for you men. You did. Okay, let me tell you. God just brought the woman to to Adam. God did not speak to Adam. He just brought the woman. Man of God, you chose your wife. You did. It's called free will. 
That's why when women, you don't listen to your parents about who you're marrying. You get what you get. Okay, the other side. This side's nicer. This side's a bit, like, far out. This is called free will. And this is why all the single ladies, amen, all the single ladies. Okay, Divya, just Divya, all the single ladies. Okay, let's give it up for Divya. Being single is okay because she's got a free will. Are you okay? Okay. And I thank God that he doesn't choose our spouse because he will, val- he will violate our free will. Okay, darling, come up here. I just got to use you. I got to use you. Just think about this. <laughs> so, God put Adam to sleep. Go to sleep, my sweet. No, don't wake <laughs> He put him to sleep. He's, and he pulled out of him a piece. And he built a woman. No, Haku. <laughs> Haku's like this. No, he built a woman. He built her, right? And then the Bible says he brought her to the man. I can just imagine her. I can imagine it. Like, let's just put ourselves there. This is how you woman got your men's attention. tell Adam to take Eve he just brought the woman to her him and then he was the one who spoke (laughs) stay there okay stay there I know but he's up now so God didn't say to Adam Adam you this is your wife didn't tell Adam, this is your wife. No, he just brought the woman to the man and the man liked what he looked at. Do you like what you look at? Oh, good. You're lucky. <laughs> Can I say this to you? And this is just a little, little more depth. Whatever comes from you, you have a responsibility to sustain that which you, that comes from you. Right? You have children. If you have children, you're responsible for that child. You've got to sustain that child. You've got to feed that child. You've got to look after that child. You've got to do everything for that child. Is that correct? I want to talk to you. Just stay there, my darling. I'm going to keep using you for a minute. About Genesis 2.9. The Bible says that out of the ground, the Lord God made every tree that was pleasant to the sight and good for food. Are you with me? So the soil became the source, the ground became the source in which these trees were able to be sustained, the soil. Are you okay? The Bible also says in Hebrews 1.3 that all God made all things and he sustains all things by the power of his word. That's what he says. He doesn't only create things, he also sustains things by the power of his word. So everything that God created, he has a responsibility to himself because he created himself into a man. He has a responsibility to sustain 
that which he created. So God created a man, so God has to sustain this man. Are you okay? Yeah, stay there, darling, stay there. It's okay, you just stay there. God went to the dust, created Adam, and then he breathed life into his nostrils, this life. Because God created this man, God has a responsibility to sustain this man. The word sustain or source is the word abba, A-B-A, not A-B-B-A, abba, A-B-A. Today, you and I call it father, is that right? Okay, so in the Hebrew language, that's how you spell it, A-B-A, father. So God is not father because he produced a thing, he's father because he continues to sustain the thing through the power of his word. That is why you've got fathers who father children and they're not the biological father. Why? Because they're not. They didn't give the sperm for the child. But now they're sustaining the child, providing for the child, loving the child, disciplining the child, you know, changing child's nappy. That man becomes father in that child's life because he's the source of that child's life. Do you understand? Are you still with me? So if we look at the beginning, where did God go to get the female? He didn't go to the soil. He went to the... And he pulled out a man. He pulled out a man, a woman. Who's responsible to sustain this woman? Why? Because he came out a man. So he becomes... Father, just stay with me, stay with me, just stay with me. Female came out of male, which means the male is now the source and provider and sustainer of the female. Remember 1 Corinthians Corinthians says, man did not come from woman, but woman came from? Okay, so the male came from? God, with blue hair. The male comes from God. God will sustain the male. The female came from the male. The male will sustain the female. Are you you with me? Just stay with me. Just, 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 Just chew. Just chew. Don't spit. Chew. Okay? So he becomes the provider. He becomes the source. He becomes substance. He becomes the feeder. He becomes the helper. He becomes the healer. He becomes everything. Okay. Are you okay? Okay. So we are a child of God, is that right? But do you know you're also the bride of Christ? Sounds like incest. I'm a child of God, but I'm also part of the bride of Christ. I want you to keep going. Just keep going. A woman, men, are not looking for a husband. We're looking for a father. Uh, I'm going to talk to you a bit more. Okay, just stay there. Just stay there. I'm just going to drop some stuff and you can go and ponder on this, okay? She's looking for a father. She's looking for an Abba. Someone who protects, someone who guides, someone who loves, someone who sustains, someone who, who covers. She's looking for where she came from. That is why there are so many unpeop- un- unhappy women. 
She's not looking for a husband. She's looking for a father. I always say to my girls, when the right person comes, you've got to marry someone like your father. It's always my advice. Marry someone like your father. There's nowhere in the Bible does it say that, woman, you need to leave your father. Nowhere. Tell me, show me scripture. But it's very clear in Genesis 2 that therefore a man should leave his mother and father, be joined to his wife, and they shall become one flesh. Listen, listen, listen. If a man wanted to marry, Leah, can you come with your wife? Yeah. I'm picking on you today. Because you said something to me this morning, which I've got an issue with. You know, he didn't buy you a present because he said he's not your father. He is your father. I'm just going to prove it to him. Go. So, in front of your father. We're pretending, right? Okay. So if this man wanted to marry this woman, this man has no right to go to that woman. She doesn't sustain herself. She's sustained by this man. It's her abba. It's her father. So this man will go to that man, and he will ask that man for permission to marry that woman. Are you okay? Well, that's how it was in the beginning. That's why we had so many messed up relationships, because men, you go around the corner, and you ask her to marry you around the corner. You don't go to the man who sustains her. Okay, just saying, just saying. So the Bible never says that she needs to ever leave her father. It says that he needs to leave his mother and father, and he should cling to them and her, and they should become one flesh. Someone say one flesh. Okay. So this man will always go to that father. And he will go to that father and he'll tell that father what he has to offer for his daughter. Do you know why? Because that daughter is sustained through the level of this man. So if that man's sustaining that daughter with 50 cattle of pig, I don't know, cattle of cows, oh, I'll break it down in layman terms. If this man... If this man was sustaining this woman at $200,000 a year, make sense? Do you think he's going to give him, her to him who only has... No. (laughs) (laughs) If he wants his daughter, he has to have a standard of living that sustains that girl the way that she has sustained her. Are you okay? Okay. You all right, Lee? Okay. Okay. He can't, go any, he can't go any lower than what she currently has with that man. That's her father. That's her sustainer. That's her provider. That's her protector. That's the one that's going to give her counsel. That's the one that's going to keep her safe. That's the one that has changed her nappies. That's the one who brought the nappies. And do you think that he's going to give them to this man? (laughs) If he can't sustain that which he has already sustained. Okay. This... Man should leave their mother and father and they should cling to another, to his wife, and they should become one. Is about transferring this fatherhood from this man as sustainer. Remember, sustainer means Abba. To this man who has to sustain at the same level that she came from. Yeah. 
That is why, ladies, you're so valuable. You're with, with your sustainer, with your abba. You have your own house. You have your car. You have your own food. You have awesome shoes. You have an awesome bag. And then you want to marry a bum. I'm just a serious. Like, it's a serious. No, it's not about money. It's not about values. It's about character. I'm just going back to the beginning, right? I'm going back to Genesis. This is about the first families, right? Okay, you're right? Okay. Then you want to marry a bum who eats your food, lives in your house, sleeps in your bed, drives your car, and does not have a job. And you think that that is good? You are stupid, woman. If he can't sustain you at the level on which you came from, you came from Abba, you came from the Father. The Father is giving ownership, and it wasn't owner. Come on. Ladies, please don't get high-tighty with me. Back to the, the, this man who now has to sustain this woman at the level which she was sustained or came from. And you want to marry under your level? Oh. Are you okay? All the single ladies? Boop, boop. I'm glad you're single. Stay with your father. It is better to stay with your father. And the problem is, woman, you get mad. You get mad at the man that you chose. You get mad because he doesn't have a job, but he's never had a job. You get mad that he's eating all your food. Well, he's never had food. But you chose to leave the heart or the hands of your father to be given to another father who can't even sustain you at the level on which you came from. And then you go complain back to your father? Come on, ladies. Are you okay? Are you all right? Should we keep going? Should we keep going? Just, just one more thing. Does that make sense? Does that make sense? Or the ladies, are you okay? Do you want me to finish? Because I can just do one more point. You can sit down now. I might need you again. Thank you. Does that make sense? So that's why you buy. No, no, no. That's why you buy your wife a gift. Because she's been sustained by another man, another father, another Abba. And then he's entrusted her with you. And so, yeah, I, I, you know, my husband went to Pandora and he spoiled me and I love Pandora. But he didn't buy it because he's my husband. He bought it because he's my father. He's my source. Don't, don't complicate father with anything else. He's my source, my provider. He's my lover. He's my best friend. So he buys for me because he's sustaining me at a level in which I'm used to be sustained to. Amen. So you're going to go and take it to Pandora. Okay, praise God. <laughs> let's, give a, let's give them a hand. Okay. I've got some cups, but I want to quickly just show you this version of what I think when people say that women, women are weaker than men. You okay? You all right? This is a man. Someone say man. Yes. It's got the chief, the boss, the big will. Huh? That's from Bunnings. Well, you're not the boss, but anyway. And this is a woman. Say a woman. That's too small. So in island terms, this is a woman. And this is a man. No. So when scripture says that women are the weaker vessels, it does not mean they're useless, men of God. 
It just means the same substance goes in each vessel, right? Water can go in there. Water can go in there. Water can go in there. Same substance can go in each one. Are you okay? But this one's harder to crack than this one. This takes a bit more effort to crack. Can I tell you why, ladies? You are very feely-feely. Men are very logical. I'm going to give you an example, woman of God. When you're in a heated fight, someone say heated fight. Heat Happens often. Oh, no, okay. Heated fight. And the woman says to you, men, get out of my house and pack your bags and never come back. Does your woman ever say that to you? She is communicating to you how she feels. Someone say feels. So if you mean, because you think logically, you go to the room, you pack your bags, she's going to kill you. (laughs) She's going to kill you for leaving because she was only telling you how she feels. Do you understand, men? That's why you have to study her. You've got to know how she likes to be held. You've got to understand how you can fix her when she's just crying to be a baby. Okay. You study her, right? Are you okay? That's why when, if a man says to a woman, you're so stupid. Oh. We feel stupid. If we say to a man, you are stupid, he will think about it and go, I'm not stupid. And he just goes on with his day. (laughs) Is that true? (laughs) So each other, woman, you're completely different. You communicate with feelings. Men communicate logically. So you've got to know how to logically feel about everything in your life. Okay, one more. Genesis 2.15. And the Lord took the man and he put him into the garden of Eden to tend or cultivate it and to keep it. Are you okay? God told Adam to work with everything around him. Someone say work with everything around you. Make it fruitful, maximize it. But God only told the man. You all right, Angie? Is your husband here? Oh, praise Jesus. See, God didn't give Adam a finished garden. The garden wasn't finished. It wasn't as beautiful as you think. He still needed to cultivate it. He still needed to keep it. He still needed to tend to it. He needed to improve it. He needed to develop it. He needed to pay close attention. I'm screaming because the child is screaming. He's training (laughs) and he's studying this garden. He needed to devote time and thought into this garden. He had great responsibility. All the men said responsibility. It's not stress. It's responsibility. Oh, not depressed. (laughs) The same principle applies to women, men of God. You have not got a finished work. When you started dating her, I know, because we used to like do that. eh? I'm not telling you all the secrets, but you know. When you first started dating her, you thought she was the perfect woman. Couldn't be apart. You spoke to her on the phone until, you know, you fell asleep. You hang up. No, you hang up. Baby, you hang up. No, you hang up. Yeah, you all 
it, right? You, you woman, you dress to impress, you buy his favourite perfume, which he loves, and you only use it when you're meeting up. It doesn't go out of its box unless you're meeting him. You sprout on and you walk away, right? <laughs> woman, you know what I mean, eh? Your hair is in perfect condition. Your makeup is on point. And this man thought that you were this perfect lady. There's nothing more that he needed. He just wanted his lady. Then you moved in together. When you move in together, the work begins. Because the woman that you think you have is not the woman that you got. She hasn't even finished the process of becoming the woman that you want her to be. Woman, the men that you're looking for, thank you, Angie, does not exist. Men, the woman that you're looking for does not exist. She and he does not exist. They're in your imagination. That's why God gave you imagination. Thank you, Amawi. They're texting each other and arguing over the phone. <laughs> Are you listening to what pastor's saying? <laughs> so, man of God, you need to raise this woman. You need to assist her. You need to, you know, care for her. You need to improve her. You need to labor for her. You need to develop her. You need to be careful with her. You need to train her. You need to study her. You think it's the university's job? No, it's your job. You decided to take her from her father, which makes her you, her sustainer. Are you okay? No one's getting married at all in this church, I'm telling you. (laughs) And I said this this morning, if you've been married for a while and you still don't like what you have, that is your fault, men. You created the being in which you live with. Cultivate what you have been given. She's only reflecting you. See, the Christ has a bride. She is beautiful, but she's not finished. She's not perfect, but she's his bride. Jesus says this about his bride. Husbands, love your wives. I love this scripture. Just as Christ also loved the what? Church. And gave himself for her that he might sanctify and cleanse her with the washing of the word. And that might present her to him in in the glorious church. Not having spots or wrinkles. Woman, you're not going to have spots or wrinkles by the time he finishes you with you. Amen. So husbands should ought to love their wives as their own body. He who loves his wife loves himself. Husbands. It's very clear that God's now given you instructions on how to love your wife. Are you okay? The single most important reason why God created a woman was so that she can receive love. If a woman is depressed, upset all the time, she is only reflecting what the man in her life is giving her. Wife, whether that man is the husband, the teacher, the father, the uncle, the pastors, she's reflecting what a male has given her. I'm going to, come on, my darling, come up. Just one more, promise. 
You can see by the way this woman walks in and how she looks, her reactions and how she reacts to others. Okay, go over there. It says in 1 Corinthians that a man ought not to cover his head since he is in the image and glory of God. And then it says, but the woman is the glory of man. So reflecting the glory of God means reflecting the very nature of who God is, reflecting the very nature. A man is reflecting the very image and nature, the very glory of God. That's what it says in the Bible. Okay, read the Bible. And if you want, um, if you want to know what this man is like, look at me. Don't look at the man. No, don't. Um, I've always said in ministry life, I never chose leaders uh, by looking at the men. I chose leaders by looking at their wives. So if you want to know what this man is like, if you want to know the nature of God, if you want to know the Father in him, if you want to know the characteristics with him, if you want to know his integrity, if you want to know how he is as a husband, if you want to know how he is as a friend, look at the woman he's connected to. If this woman is depressed all the time, sad, grumpy, ugly-faced, two-faced, five-faced, four eyes, <laughs> she is only reflecting the glory of this man. She is reflecting what this man is reflecting to her. She is receiving everything from the man. So if you want to know what a man is like, before you marry them, look at the mother. How does he treat his mum? How does he treat his sister? How does he love on them? How does he look after them? How does he provide for them? What that man is, is in the woman connected to his life. So are the single ladies out here, Divya? If you want a man, look to the woman in the man's life. If he talks negative about her, if he puts her down, if he doesn't provide for her and helps his mom or his sisters or whatever it is, whoever they are, auntie, grandmother, whoever it is, then that is a caution. That's the character of a man. And if you marry into that man, you're going to reflect the same thing. Are you okay? So God says, he gives us away. He says to us that Christ, as Christ loves the church, love your wife, by giving himself to her, imitating the Redeemer. doesn't mean you go die for her, even though you should die for me. But it doesn't mean that you don't go die for her. It means are you willing to, 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 to deny self to promote this woman's happiness? Are you men willing to deny and die to self Lay yourself down. Lay down. So that your husband so that your wife can stand on the foundation of what you have given to her. Are you willing? Just saying. Just saying. Is he cultivating me? Is he creating the woman of his dreams in me? I tell you, when we first met, uh, sorry, Pastor. <laughs> when we first met, we used to sneak around. Someone say, sneak around. Sneak around. Don't sneak around. Yeah. <laughs> 
I can tell you I went to the presence of God to find my man. I didn't go to the bush and get a mongrel, okay? So I went to church and I found him. All right. That's the worst place. (laughs) So the woman that he had 30 years ago is not the woman that he has today. Because the woman he has today, he studied her, he's taught her, he's loved her, he's rubbed up against her, they have together, that he has cultivated and built a woman of his dreams. And he's got a woman of his dreams. Are you okay? You, you know all the men, you know what I mean, men? You want a woman to be a woman of your dream and you think that she doesn't, isn't the woman that you married? She's the woman you married, you chose her, but she's not finished and you need to finish her. And to finish her, it takes time. And it'll take all of time to create this perfect woman that you've been dreaming of and loving. So if you want to create a beautiful woman, a loving woman, love her. As Christ loves the church, lay yourself down for her. Are you okay? Thank you, Mr. V. Okay, one more thing. The Bible says, how does he do this? By washing of the word. I'm not like I'm telling you this is the like the truth of our life. Five o'clock every morning, the man of God goes before God and he studies and he reads. And then his queen wakes up at an appropriate hour, like eight o'clock. With a cup of tea beside her bed and a kiss on the cheek to wake her up. The woman before over here, it was like, get out of bed, hurry up, I need to go. The woman, the man now, sweetheart, kiss on the cheek, cup of tea by my bed for the last 20 years. Praying for me, washing me with the word of God when I say to him, oh my God, my butt's getting big. He goes, you've got a sexy butt. I am sick, woman. Please. You don't walk out of your house thinking that you're that. You've got to walk to the mirror like five times. Today I walked past him and I said, baby, is this okay? Oh, you're such a sexy woman. (laughs) It is true. Our children say to us, Mum, Dad, go get a room. Why do we have to get a room? Why am I embarrassed to show love? I want you to see what it's like to walk past your man and he's going, oh, that's my sexy wife. (laughs) So he washes me with the word of God every single day. He reminds me who I am in Christ Jesus every single day because of my own insecurities that when I walk in the mirror and I'm not happy with what I see, He reminds me who I am in Christ Jesus and He washes me with the Word of God. He removes all the wrinkles and the, and the, and the, He removes all the wrinkles and all the blemishes and all the spots and He presents me to Himself. He doesn't present me to anyone else, He presents me to Himself and I stand before Him in glory of who I am. Man of God, you want the woman of your dreams? 
Wash you with the word. Remove all the wrinkles and the spots and the blemishes. And then you can present her to yourself as the woman that you desire. Amen. Be upstanding. Can we give the Lord a hand?